So we'll be looking at uh, Exodus uh, 15, 1 through uh, 21. This is uh, known as the Shirar, the Song of the Sea, because it's a song that um, Moses sang after they crossed the Red Sea. So that's what it's known of. Uh, it's uh, broken up into um, really three ways. The verses 1 through 12 deal with uh, the Exodus itself, the great power. Uh, verses 13 through 18 look forward to God conquering the promised land. That's a future event. Um, and uh, so what's interesting about this, it's a song of, of deliverance looking back and looking forward. It's an interesting, it's interesting. Um, and um, so um, if, if you would, would you stand as we read God's word? Exodus 15, then Moses and the people of Israel sang the song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider has thrown, he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name pharaoh's chariots and his host he cast into the sea and his chosen officers were sunk in the red sea the floods covered them they went down to the depths like stone your right hand O lord glorious in power your right hand O lord shatters the enemy in the greatness of your power you overthrow your adversaries you send out your fury it consumes them like stubble at the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The flood stood up in the heap, the deep concealed, congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue it. I will overtake. I will divide my, the spoil. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the God? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. And you have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples of have heard, they trembled, pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed, tremble seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Cana have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are still as stone till your people, O Lord, pass by, till the people pass by whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them in your own mountain. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established, the Lord will reign forever and ever. For when the horses of Pharaoh with his chariots and his horsemen went in the sea, the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea. Then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancings. And Miriam sang to the Lord, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider thrown into the sea. This is the word of the Lord. You can be seated. Obviously, this was not a Presbyterian service here that they were having. 
They were singing gloriously. And this is what the Lord wants us to do in our lives, is sing gloriously, both looking back and forth. I don't know how many of you are old enough to remember this song by Mac Davis. <laughs> oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror because I get better looking every day. <laughs> to know me is to love me. I must be quite a man. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble, but I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> If you remember that one. But we're not supposed to be a proud people, are we? I mean, we're not supposed to be a proud people. Uh, but I, I titled the sermon, It's Hard to Be Humble When you're, Yahweh is Your God. Okay? <clears throat> you know, we, we look at even people in the world, we know, you know, you're not supposed to be proud. You know, you, oh, yeah, they're really proud, man. I really want to be like them. No. Um, but is pride ever a good thing? Is pride ever a good thing? It's a really interesting question. And, um, and pride in the Lord, pride in Him in your life. Moses actually absolutely feels great about God right now. I mean, everything is going great. The greatest, mightiest army has been thrown into the sea. They got the promised land ahead of them. Everything's great, and he feels great about God. It's expressed in the song. I wonder how, you, how good you feel about your God this morning. I, I, I feel, you know, I wonder how excited or joyful or, or uh, you know, that sort of thing about your God this morning. Because if the juices aren't flowing, then, 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 then we need them to be. And we need together to be around God's word. And hear his words so that we remember once again that, that God is our God. Yahweh is our God. He is for us all the time. So, um, you know, right now Moses can't say enough about him. Um, but um, uh, he can't sing loud enough. Uh, this is sort of a high, high point of praise in the Old Testament. Um, it won't last long for the Israelites. Next week we'll look, you know, six days later and it's, it's all evaporated, you know, like the dew on the, <laughs> the sea. It's gone. So my question to you today is how do you keep the juices flowing all the time? How do you keep praise going all the time? You know, not just like the Israelites where uh, the yo-yo effect, you know, of our lives. We go, we go strong and then we bang. We go strong and we go bang. You know, that's, that's like that. So just a, just a few really short points. And the first is in the message of the content. Because if you look at this, it's very interesting that there's actually and absolutely no reference to Moses in this. Right? No reference to Moses. Isn't it? And he's the great, you know, archetypal leader who has actually spread his you know, uh, staff over the sea, he's, you know, he's been the main character. This song is about God, its context and content are about God, and its focuses on God, and this teaches us a lot. You know, you can see it in the verses. I, verse 1, I will sing to the Lord. 
I will sing to the Lord. You know, the Lord is my song. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. The Lord is referred to 29 times in 21 verses. Okay, the content, the meat, shows us a very specific focus in this high point of praise and strength. Okay. So think for a minute in your own life where the lesson lays, and, 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 and it's this. How much of our lives is spent focusing on circumstances? You know, specifically on negative circumstances. How consumed do you get with the negative cares of the world? You know, they're, they're either coming or, or here And how much of our lives, how much of your life is focused like this song is on Christ, on remembering who he is? I mean, this cuts to the heart of the personal battle of our lives. We, you know, we have to work each day more at at taking times of singing a mini song of God's victory in our life no matter what's going on. That's the point here. The focus of the content is on God. You know, hopelessness, which some of us face at times, is when our, our view of our problems outweigh our view of our resources, right? And that's exactly how the Israelites, how what they faced, you know, when they were on, on the other side of the Red Sea and their resources and, and the big army and, you know, the hopeless situation... You can even see in Jeremiah 18, but we will say it's hopeless for we're going to follow our own plans and each of us will act according to the stubbornness of our evil heart. There they are saying God isn't going to help us, so we're going to have to do it ourselves. So let's take a message from this passage. That's not the right way to go. All right? Don't look at your circumstances and say, what resources do I have that are mine? All right? Because you may not have the resources. But praise God, we've got a, always got a resource that is, that is eternal and all-powerful. And how many times do we turn there? So... The content is about God. Uh, the context is about God. It's focused on God. It remembers who God is and what He's going to do. So, you know, I ask myself this question: How do you, how how do you get better at at focusing more on God? You know, when when things when when circumstances are swirling around, it's a very important question and the answer to that is also in this passage you do what Moses do you get better of boasting in the Lord that's what you do you get better at actively boasting in the Lord you take time that's what Moses is doing he's he's got all these verses you know, and, and you can see this is a, a, a consistent theme in, in, in the Bible. Uh, let him who boasts, boasts in the Lord. Um, says in 1 Corinthians 1, Psalm 34, my soul will make its boast in the Lord. Psalm 44, 8, in, in God we have boasted all day long. I, I, I think 
we forget that we are called to do exactly what Moses is doing in this psalm. All right? And that is, God calls us to boast in Him. It's hard to be humble when Yahweh is your God. He's for us. He's with us. You know, now you don't have to be like, you know, the, the, the rabid sports fan wearing all that paraphernalia. You know, you don't have to grab like a manna hat, you know, or, you know, <laughs> wear a chariot wheel on your side or something like that, you know. Uh, years ago, it was very popular to put all kinds of bumper stickers. I had one of my best friends wore a T-shirt with Yosemite sand that said, turn or burn. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but boasting is bringing into present focus the, the attributes of the Lord, the amazing attributes of the Lord. That's what boasting is. It is bringing into present focus the attributes of something or anything when we boast about anything, okay? But boasting in the Lord... So we need to take some boast breaks. You know, set like 2 o'clock in your life every day. And just, whatever you're doing, stop and take a boast break. And boast in the Lord. To yourself. You know, um, you do it out loud. People think you're crazy, but, you know, boast in the Lord. You know, bring before your present consciousness who He is. That we are called to do that. So, <clears throat> you know, you can see the Lord has triumphed gloriously. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is a man of war. You know, we've won a couple of softball championships, but God's record is a hundred billion zillion to none. Um, and what boasting means is you're boasting to God about Him. That's what you're doing to God about him. So you're reminding yourself who he is, okay? Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and sort of this other subtler point that you get from here is that Moses is just really proud of who God is right now and who God is to him. And, and I wonder sometimes if we kind of like aren't that way. Like, like, we should be proud of who God is in our lives and, 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 and who he is to us. That should give us a, a bit of a hope for the future, I think, and a bit of a confidence in, in whatever situation is, is, is to, be, to, be, to be proud, to, 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 to feel good. You know, and I want to ask you a very serious question. It cuts right to the heart of this. How do you feel about the Phillies right now? 76ers? Eagles? The economy? But you should feel good about your God. Okay? You should feel good about your God. You should feel great about Him. You should feel better than those perennially proud Dallas Cowboy fans feel about the Cowboys no matter what their score is. We need to be proud and feel good about who we serve Monday morning. 
So here's the point. Recalibrate your anticipator. <laughs> you know, we got fr refrigerators and, you know, isolators and all, <laughs> all kinds of things. But recalibrate your anticipator, all right? So, <clears throat> and, and this starts the boasting ahead of time. The Lord has just performed a mighty miracle here, and, and they're all joyous, but in the middle of the passage, verses 13 through 18, we see that, that, that God says that he's, he's going to go ahead of them, and, and he's going to wipe away all these, all these armies in front of them. And, and, and the rub in our lives is usually not the past. The rub's the future, right? We, we anticipate the future negatively. We are all basically prophets of doom. I mean, in general, you know. And, <clears throat> but the Lord, tell, he's telling the Israelites, recalibrate your anticipator. Don't picture the future without the arm of the Lord working on your behalf. Moses says, in verse 15, he finally says in verse 16, terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are as still as stone. And he's talking about what's going to happen in the future. The really interesting part is he doesn't say that anybody's going to be terrified because of his army. <laughs> he says they're going to be terrified because of his arm. Right? A bunch of ragtag slaves. I mean, you know, come bring it on. You know? But the arm of the Lord, that's a different story. So anyway, as, as you look at the future, recalibrate your future picturing, including the arm of the Lord, and anticipate God's victory ahead of time. That's what he's saying to them right now. I'm going to show you what's going to happen, and I want you to anticipate. They didn't do it, you know. So <clears throat> some of you are facing circumstances that are, are difficult, are, um, you spent a lot of time thinking about. And I just want to ask you a question. How much time do you think about what God's going to do in and through those difficult circumstances? Well, let me conclude here, and that is this, is the Bible is a record of God making his fame known. This is one of the great instances, okay, where the, this mighty army is destroyed. And, 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 and we have seen in previous passages that God keeps saying, I'm doing this to declare my glory, to declare my glory, okay, he wants his fame spread abroad. But somehow he has ordained that that fame is spread abroad through us. It is. Through us. Person to person. And so um, he, he has done that. And so we're made to boast in God. We're made to give him credit for all good. We're made to rely on his power. We're made to magnify his glory and his sufficiency and our weakness. And again, most of us don't go around talking about the Phillies right now because we're not very proud of them. But <clears throat> if 
you recalibrate your life to boast more in the Lord, you will actually want to share this great God with somebody else. So I want to I challenge you to think of somebody that in the next month or so, you could share something good about your great God with. Somebody that perhaps is on the fringe of the church or outside the church, but that you could, it's uncomfortable, but God wants his fame known when we are excited about his personhood and who he is. It makes us want to, hey, you want to know this God that I know. So focus more on God every day. Boast in Him to yourself. Recalibrate your future, believing in the arm of the Lord, and you'll want to talk about Him. Jeremiah 29, 23 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, and let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not a rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts, boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things. Be happy about your God. Be gloriously taken up with who is with you and who is for you. And your life will grow and you'll be able to share that fame with this world in a more powerful way. Let's pray. Father, I pray that the stronghold of circumstances in our lives might be broken. The mental preoccupation with the things of the world would be, would be the, bind, the bond of that would be loosed. And you would loose praise and boasting and feeling good about God, come to your people this morning and that they might walk out of here more filled with you than when they walked in. Father, that, that you would loose us from earthly focus and thinking and give us that certain confidence that whatever comes, the arm of the Lord will be with us. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.